0: I just got stuck in a bogey train.
1: Welcome, everybody, ladies and gents, boys and girls, episode 27 of the bogey train and it is Masters Week. It is my favorite week of the year as far as golf goes, watching golf uh it's the unofficial start to spring in my book at least and uh right now i've got jengs with me Noah may or may not be jumping on but uh this is a uh
0: early master's week sort of uh sort of preview here jengs how we feeling i think you need to cue the the beautiful piano music in the background of you know masters you know i thought about using it as the intro this week but, uh, I don't know if that's allowed. Yeah. I don't want to get copy written, copyrighted off. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. but you can, you can think of it in your own head, uh, as the, the podcast is going, but I, it's, it's my favorite week of the year. It's just awesome. But it, it is by far the greatest golf tournament. It's one where I always will watch all four days. I'll watch as much coverage as I can, um, and I, I just i love it i love the course by this time i mean i've watched the masters for probably close to 20 years now like i just have the course the whole entire course memorized all the bounces all the greens the tee shots it's mm-hmm. I, I just love this week i
1: love it that's one of the great things about it is because there's so much context for the masters because Obviously, it's the only major where they come back to the same course every year. So there's so much history on each hole in each shot, which differentiates it from some of the other majors. Obviously, there's places like St. Andrews that have a lot of history, but just the fact that every single year it's here at Augusta. And it's just such a spectacle. Just seeing the way it has evolved from how it started over the years to what it is now is, um, I don't know it's just, it's just awesome. This,
0: yeah. you kind of see pictures of it back in the, the early days, like the thirties, forties, fifties, and the place kind of looked like a goat ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at it now, every single spring with the azaleas blooming, uh, it's just, it's a majestic place. It's like heaven for golfers.
1: I just, it's already been put into words how, how excited I get for master's week. It's uh it is dampened just a little bit last few years because my guy isn't there, but I have to try to overlook that and just still enjoy the week. Uh, pick another rooting interest, maybe. But next uh, year he'll be back. At this rate, at this rate, we can hope. But uh, it's just—I don't know—it's just so nostalgic. It—it it just makes you feel a certain type of way. The music, um, the whole presentation with CBS, Nance—we even got Faldo. Back on, uh, back on the call this week. Coming out of is retirement he, for the Masters, is he
0: on the call this week?
1: Yeah. So I don't know what I don't know if Trevor Immelman just gets the boot then, or he is, is he done playing the Masters, or does he? Yeah, still- he
0: uh, he's retired from professional golf. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because okay,
1: yeah, I I didn't know if he still if he would still go and play the Masters.
0: No, nope, he hasn't. I don't think he's played since 2019 or something like that. Okay. Um, I see you've been helping Frankie on his putting. He he's been helping Frankie in his putting. He uh he's been roasting Trent and Riggs yeah, an, in any yeah, way that he can. An
1: absolute drive-by on Riggs in that video. <laughs> yeah. Um that is anyway.
0: A, that is a ricochet shot if I've ever seen one.
1: So any uh any other I mean, we're gonna get into a lot of it later, but um anything else right off the top as far as going into Masters Week?
0: um i don't know if i said it yet but i i really love the masters uh okay. this is my favorite no, that's week new of the year. that's new um you know all these azaleas all the trees bloom and just the course is immaculate it's like heaven i don't think i've said that yet but uh it probably won't be the first time i say it either i might say that quite a few times throughout this episode i just love oh. the masters dude Woo! Should we get the uh should we get the other stuff out of the way? Yeah, let's get this other junk out of the way. Let's
1: Okay. Let's so do it. I'm making a bit of a conscious decision moving forward on this podcast. I'm just going to run it by you while we're recording. Um talk, spending less time talking about the PGA Tour events. How do you feel about that?
0: Um i would agree especially if it's like if it's a major event or like a major tournament or a big event yeah uh, obviously if the event it. if the event calls for it but yeah, but like, i mean i don't think i need to spend i think we could spend five minutes or less on the valero and call it i'm a, gonna go with less we could spend yeah. like three minutes like i couldn't even tell you who well, i know who won cory connor's one i think yep um Yeah, that's about all I got. I know Ricky is doing Ricky stuff. He had a good final round, but... Let's
1: talk Valero while we're here. So, Valero, Corey Connors wins, shout out. Um, He's definitely among the guys I'm looking at this week. I've got him on my DraftKings lineup. He's uh, he's outstanding value for this week at uh, 7,600. And... He, he's top 10 in his last three Masters, and he's coming off a win at Valero. I really am liking Corey Connors this week. Um, I
0: will I will put money on it that Corey Connors does not win.
1: That's probably fair,
0: but he's in my lineup to, to hopefully make the cut and have a decent week. Isn't it kind of a thing that anybody who wins the week before the Masters typically has a pretty rough go at the Masters? I think the last person to win the week before
1: and win at Augusta was Phil in 2010. I think Phil won the shell Houston in 2010 before winning the masters. Should we look that up?
0: Well, shout out to Voldemort then shout out to Voldemort.
1: I'll Um, take your
0: word for it. You typically know some golf trivia. All right. Um,
1: is there anything, do we need to talk Ricky from Valero?
0: Um, I'll give my short gist on Ricky. I watched uh, Ricky was featured group I think three out of the four days or every day. Maybe he probably was every day. Um, and so I watched a lot of his rounds. So annoying to watch Ricky Fowler. Like oh my gosh, It's so is. many so many flashes where he looks really good and it's like oh he could put this together, and then he just clicks off like three bogeys and it's like okay whatever like yeah like the yeah. final round he shoot I think he shot six under final round Yep. which. Looked really good. It vaulted him up into the top ten. Uh, yeah, I
1: think it was this I think it was the second best round on the course for the day. Yeah, I think the first best round was a 64. There was um, a minus seven. So if there was if there was a minus eight, then he would have been the third best. I know yeah. uh was it Ches? Maybe it Chez, was Ches best. Ches shot like minus seven or something. I think yeah, like it was that. seven
0: or eight. Um but like you watch that final round, and you're like, this guy should be you know, contending more. He should be maybe even winning. Uh, But then you look at the other three rounds and it's just garbage. And it's so annoying. It, It almost feels like he just doesn't feel comfortable playing well yet.
1: Like, it just seems like he almost doesn't believe he should be playing well again because he just can't sustain any momentum. Like, as soon as he starts playing really well, then it's just, I don't know, bad three putt or just a bad bogey. But I mean, and then, of course, after the third round is when, okay, he really is out of it. He doesn't have a chance to win. Then is when he goes out and, of course, shoots six under. Um, obviously, there's a lot of flashes of good golf. Wasn't, wasn't quite enough to get to Augusta. I think he probably, sh- depending on how important of a goal it was for him to get to Augusta, probably should have added another event, either the Honda or the Valspar. Obviously, it's yeah. a lot of golf to play. But um, he's looking good for the other three majors. Still, still pretty uh,
0: bullish on on Ricky for the rest of the year. Hopefully, he can get a win. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I um, would uh, like to see him play the Honda, especially because he's kind of got some good history there. Uh, you know, he yeah. had that. He had a win there, and he had another really good finish one year too. I believe that he didn't win. He's had a number but, of good finishes at Honda. Yeah, he yeah. he just plays well there. Um, he uh, he tied for second in twenty nineteen. With with Ricky, all we got to do is we got to get him like he doesn't even have to be leading, but just in contention after three rounds. Yeah, like a lot sort of, of his tour th- wins have come from being like two or three shots behind going into the final round, and then he just posts a really good fourth round. Like even looking at the yeah. players in 2015, where he had that insane finish to get into a uh, playoff, and then won the playoff.
1: But yeah, his his wins we could go into that in depth in another episode. But his wins are. They're odd. They're a little bit odd. They they're very um, odd. Um, yeah, they're none of them are really like okay, he just went out on Sunday and just proved he's the best player in the field. Like there, there's some there's some weird stuff that happened. Um no, but like, anyway. When he
0: when he does have a 54 hole lead, he like he shits the bet. Yeah. Like yeah wasn't that that as one year at as the I, memorial? As much as I hate to admit it. That one year at the memorial that he played with Tiger in the final round, and didn't he have like a a one or two shot lead going in the final round and then shot like 74. No. Well, he, he, I think
1: he was actually two or three shots back. Oh, was he? Um, but he, he was playing with tiger. He, they were in the second or third to last group. Um, but yeah, he had, he birdied, I think his first hole, um, to get him either within one or two and then proceeded to go 13 over, over the next 17 holes. He shot 84 that day.
0: Oh yeah. So I was off by 10. I knew the four was right.
1: Yeah, yeah, eighty four. The day Tiger won—that's a so, bogey train of the week. Ricky Fowler Memorial yeah,
0: Tournament.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> I have a, I have an interesting uh, potential bogey train of the week. I don't have um, one, so yours wins. Uh, I don't have anything from the Valero on bogey train of the week. I wasn't following close enough. Um, there are some storylines we could probably get into. Kucher was not qualified for Augusta. He ma- he kind of made a pretty good run. Um, he needed a win to get in just
0: like Ricky. Uh didn't end up getting it done. Hoocher's been playing some good golf. He played pretty well in the match play and he played well at the Valero. So he's kind of a sneaky rest of the season guy to look at.
1: Yeah, If there if there's a good course fit, he's he's gonna be a good pick just because yeah. his short his short game is awesome. He's putting well, and you know, he's Matt Hoocher. He's just he's a pretty consistent player. So it's um, it's those sketchers. All right.
0: Anything else from Valero? I think I'm good. Uh, My last thing is from watching the coverage, the 18th hole and the grandstands behind and all of that. So sick. So sick. Really? I love the look. I love that look.
1: The 18th hole. I don't know. I don't know about the 18th hole. The 18th hole is maybe
0: the 18th hole is kind of cheeks, but like just the grandstands behind are just. What do you think about the tan grandstands? I like it. It's a, it's a unique look for sure. I saw it and I loved it. That was so cool.
1: My favorite part, I like uh, when they would keep showing the water park that's at the, there's a water park connected to the hotel that's like right near the clubhouse and uh, they would show it on the blimp shot and apparently it's sort of a legendary like water park whenever like the players and they always bring their families there and (laughs) maybe want to go to the water park.
0: Yeah, I want to go to
1: the water park. uh, All right, Augusta National
0: Women's Amateur. Did you watch any of this? No, shout out to... Rose Zhang, because I know she was doing well. I think she choked, but... Uh, yeah, so
1: she ended up winning. Oh, she did? Yeah, so she. I think she had like a five or six shot lead after the second round. Uh, so it's three rounds. They play the first two at Champions Retreat. Uh, and then the third round, if you make the cut, is at Augusta. Um, and I, th- I think it was a five shot lead after the second round. And, well, let's just say she was tied for the lead going up the 18th hole at Augusta. So it got very interesting. Um, shout out to Jenny Bay, uh, Georgia Bulldog. She made a, she made a pretty good move. I think she ended up shooting two under on the day to get in the clubhouse at nine under. And yeah, no ropes, one knows her apparently. Well, he says he knows her friend. So he say he knows who that is. Maybe, he, at the course, maybe he could get,
0: he could maybe get us Jenny Bay and we could have her as a guest on the podcast.
1: That would be, that'd be incredible.
0: That'd be hilarious.
1: Um, So yeah. So, so Jenny, she was sort of just chilling around at eight under. And then Rose was, I think at 10, like this is midway through the back nine. Rose goes for it on 15, leaves it in the water, ends up making like a six footer for bogey. And uh, so then she's at nine, but then Jenny Bay on 17 stuffs her approach shot to like four inches uh to get to nine under pars 18 and then they uh rose Zhang pars in as well. So then they go to a playoff. They tied the first playoff hole, and then um Jenny wasn't able to get up and down for a par. She left herself in a really tough spot on hole 10. But uh yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed watching it. So yeah, sounds fun. Um, okay, speaking of but yeah, Rose Zhang. She's the number one amateur in the world. She's got, um, you know, she's basically won all of the biggest amateur events for women. Really interesting thing about her: she won the U.S. amateur for or the U.S. women's amateur, and then the next year she won the U.S. girls
0: junior. So she won the the women's am before she won the junior am. Yeah,
1: yeah. You don't you don't see it that's in that uh, order very often. It's kind of
0: out of order, but yeah. Um, Props yeah, to, this, props this was to sort her. Of, this was
1: sort of the big amateur event missing from her resume, and uh, she ended up getting it done. And then uh, other things going on at Augusta this past weekend: the drive, chip, and putt. Uh, did you watch any of this? Absolutely exactly. not. <laughs> okay, I used to watch it. I used to really enjoy it. I used not to love say. it. Um, but I've, I've seen some takes about the drive, chip, and putt. Um, I don't know if you saw any of this. Do you know what I'm referring to? I don't think so. Okay. So just uh Is it your shrink chatter. the game thing you sent me? Well that's that's part of it. Um but just some chatter about you know is is the drive chip and putt really like like that is is it really something that's as good for the junior game as good for the game as we think? I don't know, maybe maybe not, but um this person says the drive chip and putt sort of amplifies or shows the financial divide that exists within the game of golf and is actually not healthy for kids or the game um' just showing some examples there's a what, an interview with one of the nine year old girls, and she's talking about um she's talking about something her first swing coach told her so she's nine she's had multiple swing coaches that's multiple more swing coaches than I've had so um there's one of the kids that's seen in the long drive part with an auto flex shaft in their driver. That's a nearly $800 shaft. So it's like, what are we doing here? That's worth um, more than my entire golf bag. There's one, uh, one of the winners of his age division, his dad, uh, he's homeschooled and his dad is his golf coach. So basically like, he just does golf full time and like that's his entire life is trying to play uh D1 golf to get a scholarship um so i mean i don't know i was looking at all that and it's I, I thought i thought it was kind of interesting does it is it just showing what already existed in the world of golf or is it uh also contributing in promoting the sort of uh fanatical approach like by some as such young kids as in like you know this is the only thing they focus on and you know they basically are basically pro golfers in training at age nine
0: well, I, I mean it's probably the same as with any sport like you look at probably any other major sport like a baseball or a basketball or something like that like they kids are the same age still dedicating money and time into those sports trying to you know GoPro or play d1 in those as well um you know a, a good comparison i guess would be hockey like hockey's a pretty pricey sport uh you know hockey sticks aren't cheap skates aren't cheap stuff like that and you know kids start playing competitive hockey at age like age four or five and you know dedicate year after year to perfecting their craft in hockey now They don't have, like, a drive, chip, and putt national showcase that, you know, shows them. But it still happens in other sports, so I don't really think it's as big of a deal as some people are making it out to be. Like, you know, that's just kind of common knowledge now is if you have money, you're probably going to be better at something than someone that doesn't have money. So,
1: Yeah, so you don't think it's anything necessarily... Agreed, it's just sort of that's just how it is, and we all know it.
0: That's capitalism, baby. All right,
1: um, I was just interested, and then of course, there's that video I sent you of this young kid, I mean, doing the aim point all the way up the putt, like every foot and a half, he's straddling the line of the putt. Um, now supposedly this kid made both of his putts, uh, but. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that video that I sent you? And then also aim point in general. Cause I think
0: that, I think we, I think it's time to open up the conversation on aim point. Um, so my thoughts on the video, first of all, and you sent me one a few weeks ago of max Homa, uh, you know, taking like a minute and a half or two minutes over like a five foot putt. It's, it's kind of getting out of hand. Like we need to maybe be a little bit stricter on how much time you have to read a putt. Like, let's let's speed it up a little bit thoughts on aim point in general uh if i was smart enough to figure out how to do it i would definitely do it i think this year i'm actually gonna mess around with it and try it because my green reading is pretty terrible uh to say the least so i think i might kind of mess around with it this year and see if i can learn the ways maybe i'll become a better putter but
1: so here's my thing with aim point. Obviously it takes a long time, but also does it, I don't know if it still works in my mind. It would only work if the punt has consistent break all the way through.
0: Like, how do you read a double breaker with aim point? Probably the same. Like you just, you find the apex of the first break and then play the aim point to that. And then you find the, the apex of the second break and do the aim point there. And then, or in the spot that it intersects. I don't know. Or if it's one putt where it breaks a
1: lot at the beginning and then straightens out, or vice versa. I don't know. It just I feel like it slows everything down. Obviously, you know what a lot of people think that it helps them. Um, I toyed around with it a few years ago. I probably gave up on it too quick, but that's all right. It I still I still trust my eyes to be pretty good at it. and sometimes I use my feet, just not the way, you know, aim point. Does this like if I'm looking at one and I can't really tell which way if Britain, then I just kind of, you know, try to feel it with
0: my feet, see if I feel anything, but yeah, I'm not very good at that. Um, So aim point probably might not be for me, but like I've tried to use my feet a couple times and it's like, I just can't feel anything. I just feel like I'm standing on the ground.
1: Maybe you have like neuropathy or something.
0: I think I'm just, I I don't know. But got like nerve damage in his feet. i've i've got nerve- i've got nerve damage all the way up my body um you know I've probably got a little bit of a spine tilt a little bit of scoliosis too, so it th- kind of throws off the not as bad as rigs well at least well his eyes probably work better than mine too I don't know I hey mean it's like he learned golf while talking on the phone
1: like it's like he's, he's got a phone up up against his shoulder. <laughs> And that's how he learned the golf swing um all right anyway uh those are just some some things that were on my mind i guess uh
0: quick tgc tours update uh missed cut last week pretty sick um i couldn't even tell you what happened last week i think i just sucked with the putter cuz that's typically what happens when i play bad is i suck with the putter uh, I shot 67 in round one, I guess. So that's not a good start. Missed the cut by one. Um, yeah, just couldn't make putt. Second round, I started rolling in putts. I shot 61. Missed it by one. No biggie. Uh, this week was tied for the lead after round one. That was pretty sick. Never, haven't been How tied for the lead shot? in a while. 15 under. Oh, my. Yeah, I went 15 nuts on round one. It was a 57, I believe. Or no, 56. It was a par 71. And then proceeded to absolutely crap the bed the other three rounds. I shot 64 round two. I uh, just couldn't make any putts and made a couple bogeys. And then what was it? 62 round three uh, and 65 round four. And I just, I could not make any putts the last two rounds. And my hands started getting cold. Not one to make excuses, but when your hands get cold and your muscles stop working the way they should, uh, it's a little bit harder to swing the club. Swing is, uh, I made one little tweak. I stopped trying to play for the fast so much and started trying to hit it perfect and just expecting it to be a fast, and I've been knocking down flag sticks. Okay. Um,
1: I played a little... That's my biggest problem in the game is my approach play. I just yeah. don't hit
0: it close enough. I yeah. Often... I played a little uh like warm up round on the challenge circuit course, and one of the rounds I shot eighteen under with uh three eagle twos, Jeez. so yeah, I was sick, yeah, round one just to show how well I was hitting it ninety four point four percent greener regulation percentage. I made fourteen birdies and an eagle. My longest putt was from 13 feet. So I was just knocking down the flag sticks. Um, wow. Yeah. And the one green I missed turned into a bogey. I don't remember what happened there, but, Oh, I duffed a chip. That's what happened. Left a chip at my feet and then got up and down for bogey. But other than All that, right. you know, it was, it was, what do, you got? what do you got coming up this week? Or did you already play this week? I, that was this week's, uh, okay. There's a Nashville open, uh, okay i'm tied for 11th right now at the halfway point i'll probably finish 30th or something like that it was just not a good finish uh 22 under halfway through finished at 37 it is it is what it is but i proved myself that i can shoot some scores this week so 56 my lowest score on this game ever all right new maybe wow we may be finding a little bit of form we we may be i was thinking, you know, double promotion mark this week maybe. We're on fire and then it it just kind of it fell apart just a little bit. But all right. Um
1: okay, EA Sports PGA Tour, a lot of content has come out since we last talked about it. Um there's been a lot of gameplay, uh, a couple of I think actually today if you got the early release version Yeah, today was the early access. Yep, and then uh, like the apex hound and you know, some others on YouTube have been posting gameplay for a couple days now in the career mode and uh, just quick play mode and things like that. So what are your thoughts? Just, you know, some basic thoughts after having seen some, seen
0: some stuff. I think that this game looks worse than Rory McElroy did. Wow. I think that this game looks absolutely atrocious. Like I was wow. watching I was watching a guy stream it today and I'm like this looks like a P, like Tiger Woods PGA Tour 2001 that I would have played on the PlayStation 1. It just looks That's god a, awful. Just in what way? The like the graphics look okay, but like the swing looks terrible, the like when the ball lands it looks terrible. Like it's just the camera angles are terrible. It's just everything else about the game is terrible to me. Like after so, watching it today, I have absolutely zero interest in buying this game. Um. Yeah, so I've seen the
1: gameplay and what's weird. So, for example, like I watched some of the Apex Hounds content, you know, playing it. And he's saying, yeah, and a lot of the stuff that EA was putting out, uh, the game didn't quite look as good as it does. But he says, now that I'm playing it, it looks really, really good. I'm like, I mean, I'm watching it. I, I see it, but I'm not looking at it and thinking, wow, this looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, the trees look great, but like the grass itself, I don't think looks, you know, anything like as great as a lot of people are saying. Um, but I was definitely, I'm definitely disappointed by the ball behavior. Yeah. The ball physics. I, yeah. and that was one of the things they hyped up actually quite a lot leading up to it in the gameplay you know trailers and things like that is the like you know, the, the 20, ball
0: behavior the 20 shot I, types and
1: the ball behavior. I have not and,
0: not been impressed by the ball yeah. behavior the like ball I, physics. I was watching a stream earlier and uh the guy was playing on what's the course that has the Amex um oh PGA West state yeah. course. and like he's playing that course and like he has a ball and it lands in the fairway and then it like it doesn't even bounce into the rough it looks like it just rolls into the rough And then rolls like fifteen yards, just in the rough, and it's like yes, yes, this is so terrible.
1: It's one thing if the ground is really hard, like at St Andrews, because I watched a lot of St Andrews because uh, Apex he was he started his career mode and was doing the amateur over, like not the U.S. amateur, but the one run by the RNA, and it was at um, St Andrews. And so you know the whole thing that they were touting about it was you know. We have all the ball physics and the course conditions, you know, individualized to each course. Like, you know, St. Andrews will be very firm and fast. Yeah, the ball is literally rolling through the rough. Like, it's one thing if it's bouncing through the rough. But yeah, like you
0: said, it'll like just roll through the tall grass for like 30 feet. Yeah, it's like Tiger Woods 2005. Looked like a much better game than that's that's probably a stretch. This, this EA this EA sports. Like graphically, comparing uh EA sports to PGA 2K, I think graphically EA Sports is probably better. Everything yeah. else, I think 2K is better. Like the swing mechanics, the the putting, the the ball behavior, I think everything else, 2K takes the cake. Putting so I agree with
1: the putting on 2K. Just the way the ball comes off the putter looks realistic, but on EA, like especially the short putts, you still have the players doing a stroke that's way too long, and then it looks like it looks like the ball is coming off at like negative smash. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, be like a two foot putt, and it's just like the stroke for like a twenty footer, and then the ball just like barely comes off the putter. It's like how. It looks like you said it looks like Rory, Rory back in 2015.
0: Yeah, I and I then, was
1: I was disappointed in what I saw. And, and then I think it was last weekend. Then they posted a preview gameplay thing. It was the Apex Hound, and he was playing with one of the developers I think from EA, and they played uh, a nine hole round at Pebble and then a nine hole round at TPC Sawgrass, and they and I was watching it. And then I also watched the highlights afterwards. Two of the shots that they included in their highlights that they posted on social media, I could not believe myself. Like I I couldn't believe that they included it because one of them was an approach shot from this guy on the 14th hole at TPC Sawgrass. And the ball lands on the green. And then instead of like bouncing, it just rolls. And then it has the most unrealistic-looking lip out of the hole. Like, it was just a brutal-looking lip-out. Looked terrible. Looked like an old Tiger Woods game.
0: Yeah. And then then on 16,
1: it, it showed him hitting another shot on 16. He was hitting his approach shot with, like, a fairway wood or something. It lands on the green, rolls through the back of the green, and instead of rolling over, like, into the water, over the bulkhead like it should, it hits the bulkheads that stick up like they do in 2K and then bounces back. So... And now, you know, 2K has that same problem. I don't know why the games can't build bulkheads, like, in the way they should. Because you know how it has the ball, like, yeah, run and, and yeah. rest up against it for some reason. But those were two clips I could not believe they included that in their post. I'm like, those were the two most embarrassing clips from the entire stream. And that's what you included. But
0: Yeah, I, I had to pull up, you know, the guy that I was watching stream, I... I just had to pull him up again, just to, like watch, and it the, it just hurts to watch this. Like the camera angles are bad. Like the the ball, like he's hitting a shot from one one fifty that is just one hopping and spinning back three feet. Like I, I it just looks gross.
1: Okay, I'm going to send you on Instagram the video I'm talking about. Um, So it should be in there. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, seeing the career mode, I might have to watch a little bit more content. But yeah, I'm definitely not like absolutely dying to have this game like I thought I would. Yeah, I
0: I am very disappointed in this. I I it I don't know. It looks just weird.
1: Are you watching it right now?
0: Yeah, like it looks like. Let me know what, when it uh, gets
1: to that part on on TPC uh, Sawgrass because
0: it it looks like what you would see if you were playing on like a simulator like the way that the ball behaves it like is almost behaving like it yeah a, a I, golf simulator
1: yeah i see that um one thing i do disagree with you on the swing animations i don't think i think they actually are pretty good i think they're better than 2k oh my uh, yeah
0: what is what is that lip out in that yeah that lip like out there's and then, top spin
1: on that thing and then right after that is the one on 16 i'm watching it Right now, yeah. Like, what? Get out of here with that! Like, I just couldn't believe. Like, I thought when I when I watched that, I cringed because I was like, "Oh, that was an embarrassing clip." And then they included it in this post. I couldn't.
0: Yeah, and you you mentioned the swing, the uh swing. I just looked at, or like when I pulled the stream back up and I watched the first driver swing. The swing actually looks pretty nice. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) the thing's pretty. And
1: one thing I do like when you create a player, there's three different swing animation styles you can choose from so i do like that i think the swing animation looks pretty good better than 2k in my opinion yeah but um but But, i was i'm very disappointed with the player models i think the player models look awful do you think the club heads are like obnoxiously large yep that's also a thing um supposedly they're aware of it and are trying to work on it but that's another thing like how do you not have the proportions of the club head versus the ball correct so I remember yeah. on the Tiger Woods games back in the day the clubhead was huge compared yeah. to the
0: ball um and I, like I the stream I was watching earlier he would, like it was hitting a chip from beside the green and it, it looked like he had a driver in his hand the clubhead was just ginormous and you know the the camera angle thing I was talking about how it follows from like the right side of the ball, yeah. So like every stuff, single I swing, you, you can change that in the settings. Yeah. Cause it just like every single swing, it looks like it's just going way, right?
1: Like there just is, by
0: how the camera angle. Sits. There is one thing I like about it is all of
1: the different shot types. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Once you're, once cool. you're, once you are good enough and have upgraded your player enough that you have unlocked all those different swing types. I think that's really, or all the different shot types. Cause you can, you know, have a lot of creativity around the greens and whatever um, that's one thing I do think it has going for it, but yeah, I would say overall overall underwhelmed
0: yeah, overall kind of a disappointment um
1: you know especially interested to see more content on the career mode and what it looks like when you play the majors and things like yeah. that,
0: but yeah, I think that's really all that it has going for it is that it'll probably have a better career mode and that it has the majors also um, surprisingly a ton of live
1: golfers in the game. I did I not even look at that. who's in the game. There's like at least five live golfers in the game. Isn't that crazy? is just
0: the, uh, this is the live,
1: uh, game. So, I mean, and the, none of those players were showed in the previews, which is interesting. And those, like those deals must've been done before they went to live. Cause I mean, this game was postponed by a whole year. So yeah. all of that stuff was probably done,
0: you know, in that- 2021, That goes to the same point that this was postponed a year and the game is still, like, not that good. I don't even want to know what it would have looked like if they... Oh, um, it would have been horrendous.
1: Yeah, and especially, yeah, with the fact that they delayed it an entire year that this is what it... I don't know. Um, But the live players, DJ's in it, Kepka's in it. I think Bubba and HV3 are both in it. Abe, answer might be... Joaquin Neiman might be. I know Ian Poulter is. So, yeah, there's quite a few. But uh, probably enough of EA. We should probably get to uh,
0: the real... Get to what? The Masters. Oh, my God. I love the Masters, dude.
1: Anything else on EA? We can... We can comment on it more if we see more the, stuff. But the EA version I don't plan of Augusta is it.
0: probably better than the PGA 2K version. But um. I don't know. Who knows at this point? <laughs> but I, I again, I don't know if I've said it yet, but I love the Masters. I'm so glad that it's Masters week. Let's talk about the Masters. Yes. Done talking about that other stuff. Yes.
1: Okay. okay. Stuff Masters though. week. Where should, we, where should we start this with? We can start anywhere. Okay. Just overall, what are you most excited for this week? What are
0: you most excited to see? Amen Corner 15 16 7 2 The Masters Rory yep. winning the green jacket the green jacket just in general not even whoever wins just the green jacket uh Jack Nicholas hitting the ceremonial tee shot it I I live for this stuff
1: the new T-Box yeah, on yeah.
0: 13. Who's not really excited for that? It really is the
1: best week in sports, I think.
0: No, it's um, right up there with like... It should be a national holiday. Honestly. I kind
1: of... When I was in uh, in high school and college, I kind of made it a holiday for myself.
0: Oh, I, I did as well. School was uh, very optional on those days. I, anyway. I do love when the Masters is on Easter weekend, though, because you do get Friday off. So it's an extra day um, that you can just kind of dedicate to watching. And... You don't have to worry about you know going to work on Monday, so you get kind of a recovery day after the Masters. Yeah, true. Maybe to rewatch the final Masters depression. Rewatch the final round coverage if you're really feeling it. Uh, maybe rewatch like 2019 or tw- uh, 2005. Um, you know, those are some pretty cool years of the Masters.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm just excited for all of it. Just watching it, the presentation, like we talked about before like you know storylines that we're rooting for like definitely rooting for rory to there, complete the career grand slam
0: rooting for I, tiger i got one more thing i'm excited about the masters website and the masters app yes yeah, yeah let's just get into that right
1: away probably all, by far the best website oh you haven't, you haven't, joined, my oh, so you yeah, haven't joined my group yet oops um oh yeah it, it has been the best app for years
0: and ever since i can ever since i've had it it's the best app yeah like, this is number one. The Masters is by far number one. Number two is The Open, just because I can listen to At The Open Radio. I love that At is The sick. Open Radio. But, like, the website, when you pull up the leaderboard, and it's got, like, the actual Masters leaderboard, and all the the red and mm-hmm. the green, and... Oh, my gosh, I just love it. Yeah. Um there's a new uh yeah
1: you first of all you got to join my fantasy group do you need me to send you the link again Yeah probably Okay Um So I like the fantasy they started that a few years ago I've had fun with that Um but I mean yeah so there's a, there's a new feature this year So first of all you can basically at this point watch every shot from every player and you can pretty much create your own type of stream to where um if you put players in your group, so whether it's players that you have on your fantasy team or just players that you know you've highlighted as favorites and you can just have them in your group and and watch that as almost its own stream, just showing every shot from the players that you're following this year. they're introducing the watch party, which. Uh, should be really interesting. I still don't know all that much about it. I might have to, I have to bring that up. See actually what it is. So the fans, are, my fantasy group right now that I started, um, it has a watch party option. So I think you can like watch the streams live, like with the people that are in your group, like through the app. That's
0: that's sick.
1: Which is which is awesome.
0: Is this seriously gonna make? Didn't I create an account last year already? Uh, you like probably did. Again. Yeah.
1: Okay. New in twenty twenty three fantasy watch parties. Uh, oh,
0: this is a video. Aha. Uh-huh. Username, Jengs. At the bogey train. So, what do you get? You get a past champ, a U.S., an international, and a wild card, huh? Yep. Well, you know damn well who I'm taking for my ma- my past champ. Scotty? Heck no. Zach Johnson, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might, take, I might take Sandy Lyle, low key. I bet he's going to go off this week. Interesting,
1: uh, interesting twist to the scoring this year. Uh, amateurs, their bad holes don't count against them. So, like for the pros, bogeys and double bogeys are negative points. But, but,
0: for, but the for the amateurs, am- it's not.
1: It's not. No. So definitely made me uh, made me think about taking Gordon Sargent or Sam Bennett. Um,
0: but fantasy let's see Did, do you think everybody's just going to take Scotty just because it's Scotty or well because he's the best player in the world like am I stupid if I just refuse to pick Scotty because everybody else is going to pick Scotty I mean it could work as
1: far as like it setting you apart but also who would you pick that's going to that has a any chance of having a better week than Scotty? Uh, okay, Jordan Spieth, maybe. Okay, that could be a good one. But you could also
0: pick him in the American section too. I, if you really want to? Well, I already picked somebody else in the American section. Are you gonna tell me who you have? Or yeah, I'll tell you here. In a, why is Jason Day only projected 15 points, bro? No, that
1: that that IBM Watson projection thing is no. Just don't even look at that.
0: Oh, that's how I'm basing all my picks off of. Dude,
1: no, know, you
0: but, can't. This guy's been playing so high. You can't bet against him. Wild card. Dude, do I pick an amateur just because? Maybe. That might be worth it this year. But who would you pick? Like, who's the, the amateur in the field that's going to do really well? Gordon Sargent. Is that the guy? He hits it. He hits it like forty
1: yards past Justin Thomas.
0: Oh, th- is that the guy that I was hearing about?
1: Yeah, uh, Sam Sam Bennett won the amateur last year. Um, I don't know the other guys all that
0: well, but I I still don't think I can take a risk on a an amateur though. You know, like they could easily just miss the cut. I mean, okay, anybody yeah, this, could easily miss the cut, but... This
1: watch party thing is absolutely sick. So people that are in your fantasy group, you can have a watch party with them that's like through the app or the website. And so it's like you're you're in a sort of a FaceTime call with them while watching it. And then there's like a live chat too. So Masters app continues to be the best. And so yes, the online, the website... The app, the content is second to none.
0: How do you even guess this tiebreaker, bro? How many total birdies in the field? Like, Yeah, it's straight up math. That ain't math. That's a guess. It's really not that hard. How many people even make the cut?
1: Uh, I think it's top 50 in ties.
0: Okay, so 300, 600. No, 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 no dude i'm just taking a guess what's your number i picked 769 okay is that like a good guess it's it's not off is that low
1: side that's probably low side
0: like yeah. i was trying to do math i'm figuring like you know probably six birdies per round um do you think each
1: player's gonna have six birdies per round
0: are you thinking more or less Six birdies is a lot. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Six birdies per round for the guys that make the cut. So that's, that's 600. still a lot. And then it just added 149 for some reason. I don't know. But I, got, so I think have my there, picks. You
1: think I have my there's going to be less birdies in the first two rounds with the full field? Dude, I'm just guessing, all right? Also, you can look up the actual numbers of birdies that were made. That's, that's cheating. Last year. That's cheating.
0: I have my picks in, though.
1: Yeah, I had my number in my head anyway before that. But the way I did it, the way I first did it was averaging two and a half or three birdies per player for the first couple rounds and then upping that a little bit for the weekend because just overall
0: those guys are playing better. So, Bro, what? There's no way. A total of 257 birdies were made at the 2022 Masters.
1: That's not. That's got to be one day. I think that's day one. That's
0: that's the first round, dude. I think I'm way overshooting this. That's the first round. There's no way that that's only the first round. Think about it. If there's that's like three birdies a guy. Yeah, you were just trying to give six birdies a guy. You think old man Sandy Lyle's making three birdies? It averages out. Whoever's I in the think lead is... I that's low. It's going to... You think that's low?
1: Like, I think... I thought you were just ridiculing me because it's high. Dude, I don't know. If there's 749 90, birdies in the Masters... About 90 players in the field, a little over two and a half birdies per guy. I think that... That makes perfect
0: sense for one here we round. Twenty twenty two records and stats. Oh, here we go. Eight hundred twenty seven birdies last year. Okay, yeah. See, I'm on a good track. Then I think. All right. Maybe I'll have to add some because they said there might be more birdies this year than last year. But you well, know, they did extend thirteen. Uh, you know, they're extended thirteen. Be the course is going to be wet. It's supposed to. Yeah, be it's going to be playing a little long. Uh, I think. I think I like my number. Um, All right. Do you want to hear my picks?
1: Um, we'll get into that. First off, okay. just like some of the favorite traditions with associated with the Masters. Uh, right, just, just name name one. Like, like my
0: traditions or traditions No, just in like
1: general. Uh, I guess if you have traditions, but just like Masters traditions that are associated with the tournament. So, the for example, Sun- like the Par the 3 pin contest. pin location
0: on 16. Okay, yeah, that's a great one. The Ace pin. The, uh, the par three contest.
1: Yeah. That's always legendary Uh, with uh, the families.
0: Champions dinner.
1: The champions dinner. Uh, the green jacket, of course, the white caddy
0: jumpsuits. The, the yellow flag sticks and the yellow flags. Yep. Yep. The azaleas. Uh, Vern Lundquist on 16, even though I don't think he does the masters anymore, but. Does he not? I don't think so.
1: I should probably know that. Um. Oh, there was another one I had in my mind, but I can't. Oh, Masters on the Range on the app.
0: Oh, I love watching Masters on the Range. The replay of Phil Mickelson hitting the hero shot from the trees. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe he's a persona non grata these days. But the the replay of Tiger's chip in from 2005. Yeah. Music. Um, The the music. Yep uh the replays of Jordan Speeth chunking it in the water on 12 oh no i'm just going through replays now the replay of Bubba's shot from the trees in the playoff that giant hook yes sir um hey yeah, i'm done with replays now yeah all great stuff <laughs> all great oh
1: yeah um the fact that the the players get their number in order of yes uh you know, when they when they register, except for the defending
0: champ, he's number one, no matter what. And some people that like just stand there and wait so they can get the number they want. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I I looked at the uh, the numbers. Brooks Kepka has number 69 this year. No way. Do you think that that was planned? Do you think he sat there and waited just to get number 69? Or is that just happy probably. coincidence? He probably did. Um, one more uh, replay. The replay of Louis Oosthuizen's Albatross on two. Yeah, that's always a good one. I always love seeing that. They love to, to use that one. Um, okay. Um, speaking the, of... Oh, one more, one more, one more. Skipping balls over the water. Yes, that's a the good one. In practice rounds. That's a good one. Um, no phones. No phones allowed on the course. The cheap-ass pimento sandwiches that I really want to try someday. Calling them patrons instead of fans or gallery.
1: Uh, first we, nine and second nine instead of front nine and back nine. We got to get tickets to the Masters. I want
0: a pimento very cheese true. sandwich so bad.
1: Yeah, the it's cr- the outrageous <laughs> prices for the tickets if you can get the lottery, but then the concessions prices are extremely reasonable, very affordable. <laughs> you walk in with $50 and yeah, you're full- and then, Then you go to the merch tent and spend more than whatever you're saving at the concessions. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, I saw Lou Stagner posted a picture of his oh my uh, god Masters Hall from last year. I thought I still don't believe that that's real. Like the amount of that is so much that I had some explaining to do to my wife. Is like, how does anybody buy that much stuff and bring it back?
0: Like, was, hey, honey, I just took out our early life insurance policy so I could buy a thousand dollars of merch at the Masters. That was more than a thousand, for
1: sure. That was that was crazy. I mean, isn't okay, Lou Stanger um, a
0: little bit old? Though he's probably that's probably his retirement money. We can't. I have no much.
1: idea. Um, maybe he's got the IRS penalty taken off. Taken off his. Uh,
0: maybe it's tax deductible. It's for work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> about that um all right so speaking of one of the traditions master's champions dinner that is going on tonight um as we record this on tuesday night scotty shuffler to defending champion um like a pretty pretty enjoyable uh spread there i would have definitely had a nice time some people were roasting uh, it for the menu i don't had a good i don't, I don't know why that. he's captured so much flack for the menu i thought it was a great menu he I saw his explanation for it. He was he and his wife and ah uh, one other I don't know who he said, but they just sat down one night and were like, let's write down some foods we like eating, and then they just put it all on the menu.
0: So that's that's the best way to do it. How do you think the champions dinner's going right now? That's that's a good question. Like, like do you think Phil and Sergio are just causing hell or do
1: you I've heard some people talking about like, Oh, the media is just blowing all this stuff out of proportion. But then I've also heard, you know, players like tiger himself, tiger said, I mean, it's probably going to be the, the gorilla in the room is the wording tiger used. Um, so I don't know. That'll be very interesting. Uh, obviously we, we won't have the actual details. You might have some guys that say, you know what it was like, but, um, also I wonder who sits next to Patrick Reed.
0: Um, who usually sits next to Patrick Reed? I don't know. But, yeah, that that's uh,
1: that whole dynamic would probably be a little bit interesting. I'd love to be a fly on the wall tonight. I know. Any year, but especially this year, uh, which sort of just leads into the, the issue of the live golfers as a whole. I think there are 18 of the live golfers playing in the Masters this year. How do you expect them to fare just on an overall general basis?
0: I expect, uh, I think the heavy hitters will probably do what they do. Uh, you know, like a DJ or a cam Smith. Um, I'll even throw Brooks in there coming off his win last week. Uh, I think they'll probably do what they do. Probably get themselves into contention. I think you'll probably have the, the middle of the pack live guys so to speak probably fizzle out not really shoot their way into contention but i'd say come sunday you'll probably see guys like cam smith and dj and maybe even patrick reed brooks at the top of the leaderboard
1: yeah um it's very much like a case by case because a lot of them i could see being in the mix uh it's just hard to gauge exactly where their game is at like for example like Taylor Gooch, uh, I could I could see him playing well. Joaquin Neiman, I could see him playing well. Uh, Cam Smith doesn't really have much form right now. I think he even admitted himself he's not playing that great.
0: Well, um, if that's the case, I'm going to have to go uh, make a little change to my master's fantasy picks. Um,
1: I could definitely see DJ being right in the mix for sure. Um, so, yeah, it'll really be interesting uh, – Based on a recent interview with Joaquin Neiman, it s- sort of sounds like those guys are playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. They're using it as extra motivation. They they see themselves as, uh, well, everyone hates us so and, and wants us to do poorly, so maybe they're going in with a little extra motivation. Uh, Cam Smith even said in his presser yesterday, I think it was yesterday, um, that... You know, he thinks it's very important for the live guys to have a good showing and for some of them to be in the mix because, you know, he's heard the chatter of people saying, well, they don't play real golf anymore and that sort of thing. So, I mean, it's definitely on their mind. They want to they feel like they have something to prove. So whether that works in their favor or against them or if it's basically just neutral and the best players will be in contention and the ones that aren't as good won't, uh, it'll all be interesting to see. Uh, But the pairings were, or the groupings were announced today, and there are no live players in any of the featured groups.
0: Interesting. Which,
1: yeah, pretty interesting. That has to be intentional,
0: right? There's no way that just happens accidentally, right? Um, You would think it's probably a little bit intentional. um, Just because it's the the live guys and you don't want them on feature group coverage taking away from the tour guys. So.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just really interested. Uh, as far as a few live guys that I'm really interested to see DJ. I just, I do miss DJ from the PGA tour. I've always loved watching him play, love his swing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he's in the mix and I think Brooks it really seemed like he didn't have much form. Obviously, he won Live Jetta last year. I didn't put much stock in that. Uh, especially those that watch Full Swing on Netflix know that the past year or two, he hasn't had great form, hasn't been playing his best golf. It was that because he just lost it mentally or physically or both? But he's coming off a win in Orlando in the most recent Live tournament. And I didn't watch any of it. But those that did, you know, said it was a very impressive performance by Brooks. He's coming off a a win coming into the Masters. Will these guys be sharp enough to contend in a major? It will, you know, it will just remain to be seen. But
0: I think Brooks is possibly the most fascinating live player coming into the week. Yeah, um, I can tell you, I'll give you one live guy that will probably not win this week. 100% guaranteed. Either Bryson or is, Phil. That is Bryson DeChambeau. Um After I've learned, my camera's kind of blurry. I just realized I've learned that after the PGA Championship, just don't count Phil out. Like Phil was dead to rights, and then he just somehow pulls it off at Kiowa. So I'm ne- like, I'm just never gonna bet against Phil. I'm just like, is he probably is he gonna win? Probably not but don't be surprised if he somehow puts four rounds together, especially at Augusta and gets it done. I would be surprised. He,
1: he truly like his best finish in 48 man live fields, I think is maybe like a tie for 10th or something. I don't have yeah, look at that competition. There's so many good
0: guys over there. Yeah.
1: Cam Smith, even himself uh, in his press conference admitted that he said, "Yeah, I'll be the first to admit that our fields aren't that great," <laughs> which uh, which I ha- have yet to hear a comment
0: from at Live Golf Nation on Twitter. So, I mean, Dean Burmeister getting third this past week. I mean, that's Bryson actually finished in the top half of the field for once. Yeah, Bryson, that guy, he's
1: got no form. Phil, I I don't, I just. F- I just view that that 2021 PGA championship has to be one of the craziest, like it's hard and probably disrespectful to call it a fluke considering it's Phil Mickelson and he has six majors, but it truly
0: came it's very, out it's of very nowhere. Fluky. It was everything truly. aligned, everything aligned that one week. He played well and uh, it just happened for him.
1: Okay. I've got a courtesy of the AP. Okay. We, we, we can get to this one later. Um, so it's a, uh, master's trivia quiz. And, uh, Jenks has just taken up or gotten up and, uh, left. So I think I'm on my own for a minute or so here. I'm coming. Okay.
0: (laughs) I had to get some water and turn my light on. Now my camera's a little bit better. All
1: right. I got to turn my light on too. Actually. Give me a quick second.
0: Uh, I also found a master's quiz and mine is also from AP. So I think we pull up the same one. <laughs> what was that? All right, I'm back. I also found a master's quiz and I, mine's also from AP. So, okay. So it's probably the same thing. Yeah. Um... Well,
1: don't look at the answers. Okay. Uh, okay. Should we, uh, we get to some, either our favorite holes or other guys that were watching, not just live guys.
0: I, I'll talk about my favorite holes. I kind of mentioned them before. Um, but when I think of the Masters, there's kind of just some iconic holes for me. Two, par five, kind of coming down the hill. Uh, Love
1: hole two. Always hole really two cool. Great.
0: Hole four, uh, that long par three. Um, six, seven, eight, nine, say
1: one through 18 at this point.
0: Ten, I really like... I like ten and eleven. Actually, I like 10, well. I like ten. I like eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen are all great. Fourteen, man. Yeah, for, fourteen. You just
1: need that break, though. They can't. It can't just be you know like nine straight holes of iconic.
0: Isn't fourteen the only hole in the course without a bunker? I believe
1: it is. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so it's far. a really awkward tee shot because the whole shapes a little bit like a draw, but the fairway slopes to yeah, the right. It, it, it cambers left to right, but it's like you're kind of hitting around the trees. It's a really tough tee shot. Plus, you have to be like the left side of the fairway is the better angle to the green. Yeah, so but it's then really if you miss left, hole. then there's deeper trees over there. Yeah. Uh, 15, 16, both sick. 17, yeah. meh. 18, sick. So I think, I don't know if
1: 18 just in a vacuum would be one of my favorite holes but obviously it
0: has all the history yeah i think the t it's, shot itself like kind of coming down that chute, is really cool and the yeah. angle that they always have where it's back like 20 30 yards behind the players and elevated yeah, i agree it's really cool um but yeah i mean in general the course is pretty cool so 17 they said you to your, probably top, like. three. your Ooh, top three your top three so I'm building a three-hole course, and I can pick my courses. In, 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 any, in any order. It doesn't have to uh, be, like, you know. Well, just to keep it fair, I'm going to pick a par 3, a par 4, a par 5. Um, okay. My par 3, I'm going to pick 12. Okay. Iconic. Uh, my par 4, let me take 10. And my par 5, let me take 2. No, wow. scratch that. Scratch that. I'm going to take 15. I'm going to take 15 instead of two. wow. Okay. Yep. He had two chances at a par five
1: and neither of them are 13. Yep. Which is pretty widely considered maybe the greatest hole in all
0: of golf. I think it's a very kind of stupid hole. So like, I uh, I love it because it's part of a man corner. It's iconic. I think the hole just in general is it's not a amazing par five. I think 15 is a much better par five.
1: So my top three, I, I wouldn't go if I didn't have to go par three, par four, par five, my top three favorites are probably 12, 13 and 16. This would probably be
0: two par threes and a par five. Yeah. Um, 16. I mean, if you have a day where 16, like that pin is on the right side up on that elevated part of the green, it's kind of boring. Like yeah. I only like 16 when the pins down low and you can kind of funnel it in towards the pin for an ACE otherwise yeah, so they have they
1: have two pins over there so generally they have a back right that's near the bunker back there yeah. a front right which is just over that front bunker then usually they have two that are on the left that you can use the slope one that's closer to the front of the green and one that's farther back just behind that bunker for sunday yeah. um where was i gonna oh yeah so speaking of 13 what do you think of the new t-box
0: i think it's really cool uh it kind of ruins the like having the camera all the way back there and like the picture that came out this past week yeah. kind of ruined the vibe of 13 for me a little bit. I kind of agree with that because like you yeah. can't really see 12 green anymore. That bench isn't there. Um, and then like when you would see the camera angle, you could see like the 12 tee box and the trees on the right of the fairway and the landing area. You can't really see all that anymore with how far back the tee is. So it kind of ruins a little bit of the vibe. But I think the hole itself plays a lot better now.
1: I'm a little bit concerned they stretched it too much. Yeah. Because especially this week with a lot of rain in the forecast, it's going to be really soft. Uh, I heard Dustin Johnson in his interview
0: saying he's most likely going to lay up. So... I I just think they stretched it too much because... They're saying that now if you hit, like, a great drive 300, it, like, doesn't even reach the tree's path, like, through the fairway. So, like, yeah. I feel like it doesn't take driver out of play really anymore. No, like, I that's, feel like yeah. you're, you're free to rip driver, which is kind of not what I like. Like, I really love when people go in those trees long, like, and you have to hit the fill hero shot. I don't yeah. think we're going to get any of that anymore.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of guys just playing driver straight because in the past you either would have to somehow play a big draw with driver which they do not like to play or a draw with 3 wood but you can't you can't play a draw with 3 wood now for a right-hander. I mean you you can't get around the corner. No,
0: 3 wood uh, is so the most
1: guys right? it's just going to be a straight driver and it's far enough back to where it's uh like you said it's it's probably not going to go through the fairway and So a lot of guys now are, you know, going to have somewhere between four iron and even three wood into that green. And, you know, whether or not that's how it was designed to have, you know, a certain club coming in, you know, when these guys are used to maybe having mid irons into the green, there's going to be a lot of layups this year, especially with the soft conditions.
0: I think they definitely probably ruined the nostalgia of 13 by stretching this tee box. Um, I mean we'll have to see after this week but I think 13 is not going to be the same as the 13 that we've known watching the masters for the last 10 or 15 years.
1: Yeah, I
0: I don't know. I definitely
1: I definitely liked it the way it was, but it'll be it, uh really again I use the word interesting to see how it plays, you know. Yeah. Uh to see if if they really did push it a little too far to where, you know, even a really long hitter like Dustin Johnson is laying up. Cause then, you know, if he's laying up consistently, our most guys going to be laying up consistently. So, um, and that's not really what we want to see. We want to see the risk reward aspect of it. And they just wanted to get back to that, to have a little bit more risk involved rather than, you know, just slinging it around the corner and having eight iron in, but you know, we'll see, we will see what happens.
0: Yeah, and like Um, when I was looking at the whole stats last year, there was only like nineteen birdies or ninety-one birdies on uh, thirteen for the week. So like, it's not like it was just a birdie fest. It was, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like scoring average wasn't. It was four point nine. No, it was fifteen. It was four point eight five. Um but it's not like you know everybody was just going out making birdies, so okay, so what guys are you
1: looking at this week to have a big week you know whether you know whether or not you'd be putting a bet on them to actually win the event or maybe you know just have a top
0: five or be in contention, Who do you see playing really well this week? Well, Scotty's an obvious one um. Yep because he's playing really well. He's a defending champ. He's played pretty well this year in his starts as a defending champion. Rory uh I think has a good chance to get it done this week. Um you know, it kind of seems like he's found something with his game with the putter. So if that gets hot, he's kind of one to watch out for and uh I guess a third guy that's kind of on my radar, I'm kind of playing a little bit with, I don't know what's the word, coincidence or a trend. Uh, The last, I think it's two or three years on Easter Sunday, Jordan Spieth has won. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Jordan Spieth, Easter Sunday, Master Sunday uh, could continue that, that trend of winning on Easter Sunday with the Masters. So, yeah, those are, those are some good ones. Uh, I definitely agree with,
1: well, you said Scotty and Rory, both of them. Those are very obvious. Um, you know, it's almost it's almost too obvious considering they're you know two of the top three players in the world. John Rahm is maybe a little bit under the radar at this point, just because he has cooled off over the last month from his
0: uh, torrid pace that he was on. Yeah, he kind of dealt with an injury, didn't he? Wasn't he injured at the players, and then pulled? no, it was a it was an illness that he illness. withdrew. drew. Yeah, and then he didn't so he, play that well at the match play, so yeah.
1: So, you know, we'll be uh I'm I'm guessing he'll have he'll have his form this week. I think yeah. he'll be in the mix.
0: He was uh, the guy to my roster.
1: Rory is, you know, among storylines that I'm rooting for is, you know, one of my best case scenarios. If Rory got it done, that would be amazing. Um, as far as maybe a little more under-the-radar guys, Cameron Young. I really like Cameron Young this week. He has shown a propensity in his In the early part of his career to play really well in majors he's got great form he made it to the final match in the match play he's got all the shots he absolutely bombs it uh if he struggles anywhere it's on the greens i think if he has a decent week on the greens he he will be in the mix and augusta is one of those courses where the ball striking generally matters a little bit more than the putting you've had guys that maybe aren't the the best putters that have won i mean sergio has never been a great putter he won dj has never been a great putter um you know these are all relative terms and you know speaking uh pga tour standards um but you know adam scott hasn't necessarily been known for being uh a tremendous putter he won so i see a lot of things pointing towards cam young uh, I also like kind of another uh another Dark Horse guy. Kind of looking at Minwoo Lee this week. Ooh. Uh last year was his first Masters. He set a record on Sunday for the front nine. He had six consecutive birdies and shot a 30. He obviously was in the mix in the final group at the players last month. Uh I got I got some uh I got Minwu Lee in my fantasy group this week. And I've- uh yeah, those are those are a couple of guys I'm I'm keeping an eye on.
0: I've got a guy to add into you because I kind of thought of it right before you said your point that it's kind of a ball strikers course. And every single time that we have a course that's a ball strikers course, there's one guy I like to mention, and that's Colin Morikawa. Okay, you talk about guys who maybe aren't the best putters but are really good ball strikers, and he's the epitome of that. Is so true? fifth place last year. And he's had a, he's had a couple of, he's had a couple of decent showings. He's, I mean, he's only, he's only played three masters. He finished fifth last year. Um, so Morikawa is kind of a guy that you could look at. We kind of are talking about this and now I'm really relooking my, my fantasy team that I picked might make some changes. Yeah, that's fine. You got time. You got I got a day or got a day or so. I just, uh, I made one switch and I might switch again. Because I just kind of talked myself up on Morikawa, so I kind of want to throw him in.
1: Yeah, yeah, Colin. the The only thing is, I mean, he's a little a little bit shorter off the tee than some of these other guys, but I I do think you know he hits it well enough to certainly be in the mix. Uh, who else? I, I had. What are your thoughts on uh, Max Homa? I don't know what to feel about Max Homa. To be quite honest, I. You know obviously a lot of people like him this week. I still haven't seen him actually be in contention at a major. I feel like I kind of need to see that first and see how he handles it before you know I'd put him in my DraftKings lineup or anything like that. Definitely rooting for the guy, but I am just not not feeling it this week for Homa.
0: Uh what do you think?
1: What, what do you think about Max?
0: Well, I had him I threw him in my fantasy lineup just cuz he's kind of had a really hot year so far. Um, you know, I just kind of was looking at guys that have been hot before I kind of go back through and, you know, relook at things. And I'm just just went back to look at his previous Masters results. He's played three Masters just like Morikawa. Missed the cut in 2020, missed the cut in 2021 and then T48 last year. So he's not. A,
1: he's a totally different player, though, than when he was yes. in those first couple of years. Yes.
0: Um. I want to look at Colin now. I mean, is let's he the see. fourth
1: ranked player in the world right now? I believe he is number. Or is four. he not quite that high? Or is he like six?
0: Uh, let's let's look at the OWGR. I feel I like four is someone for else. The... Four might be Can't or. Uh, four is Can't Lay. Homa is five. Okay. So yeah. Um. Morikawa, his finishes, T-44 in 2020, T-18 in 2021, and then fifth last year. Yeah, so definitely trending. I've got another guy. That's a guy that I got to make the switch. I got to throw him in the lineup. I've got another guy for you, though. Okay.
1: The X-Man. Xander. Xander. He has a couple very good finishes at Augusta. He I think he has some form coming off the match play. Uh, he made it, he lost to Rory, I think in the round of eight. Yep. Um, so he's always been really good putter, really good striker. He was struggling with his driver a little bit earlier this year, but again, Augusta, you know, doesn't, it's not the course where you have to be as pinpoint accurate off the tee. Obviously you can't be hitting it everywhere, but it's not, uh, Quite as demanding as far as accuracy goes as some other courses. Uh, I really like Xander this week as well. And obviously, he's played well at Augusta
0: multiple times. I just had to take a look at Xander and his results in major championships. This guy is a major championship freak. Yeah. Like, so his master's yeah. career, he's gone T50, T2, T17, T3, and then he missed the cut last year. In the US Open, he went T5, T6, T3, fifth, T7, T14. Yeah, that's insane. In the Open, he's gone T20, T2, T41, T26, T15. And the PGA, he went cut, T35, T16, T10, cut, T13. Like this guy's play always plays well in the majors. I'm, I'm I've got, yes, some,
1: I'm very bullish on Xander for this week. I've too. got some
0: huge decisions to make. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like cause my lineup as it sits right now, I have Scotty for my past champion. I currently have Morikawa for my American. I have a guy by the name of Jay Sunday for my international. And we haven't even talked about him yet. I know. And then I just threw John Rahman as my wild card. I might I might keep Colin in and I might take John Rahm out as my wild card and throw X Man in. And he's going to get that boost the first two rounds. He's going to be playing with Tiger. That's huge. He's going to get that. Going to get that crowd and, and boost. Haven't even talked about Victor. I mean, another guy. Yeah. I mean, we just got we got Victor's. So an, you know, another one of those guys, guys. that Just
1: phenomenal ball striker category. Okay, so there, this is my this is my Masters app lineup as of right now. Again, subject to change. <laughs> Definitely, last champ I got Scotty. United States, I've got Xander. International, I've got Rory. Wildcard, I've got Minwoo. That's for the fun of it. I was between uh-huh. him. I was between him and J Day. The thing about Minwoo, he can make birdies and eagles so fast. Uh, he can shoot 81 or 61. Yeah. Um, and then in my DraftKings, my DraftKings, I've had a hard time figuring out who to go with. My current tentative lineup is. Because this one's a lot harder. Because in the Masters app, you don't have any limits. You can just pick all, all the best players. The DraftKings one, you've got you know, your, your salary to start with. So you've got to be very strategic with who you pick. My DraftKings, I've got Burns, Connors. I'm, having, I'm taking Connors no matter what. Uh, Minwoo Lee, Xander Shoffley, Cam Young. And then for my sixth guy, I'm deciding between J-Day and uh, Dustin Johnson. So. This is
0: such a. I feel like I've never had this much trouble trying to put together a lineup for the Masters. You
1: can you can talk yourself into basically so many yeah. people. This like week. I've
0: I've had I've had seven guys in my lineup so far, and I just made my lineup during this podcast. Yeah, like I had Cam Smith in there for a little bit. I had Rory I just in I just there, don't I think I just Jason don't think Day.
1: Yeah, I don't think Cam Smith has enough form. Yeah, that's, like he, he's, he's played really
0: well at Augusta, very well, but it's hard to... He didn't finish that well last year. Wasn't he like a T32 kind of guy last year, something Cam like that? Cam Smith was in the final group. Yeah, and he choked, bro. Not, Not that bad. bad. He's pretty bad. Uh, he still got a top five, didn't he? Oh, he did finish T3. Oh, my, he's got three straight top tens in the Masters, too. My, this is so tough. I know there is. Know. There's like 15 guys that you could tell me are going to win this week, and I believe it.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. One it's of those guys is so not good. Sandy
0: Lyle, though, that's, or Larry Myers, Mike Weir, maybe Bernard Longer. Could he could throw one out there? This guy, you never know.
1: I swear that guy's cheating when he puts. If
0: if Bernard Longer wins the Masters, I'd lose it
1: be crazy i don't think we have to worry about that
0: that'd be so crazy
1: it is crazy to me that uh, sandy lyle gets to be in the field and like fowler doesn't but that's how it goes
0: you pass champion you get the i saw a funny thing about sandy lyle um who's he playing with uh it was a funny thing so he's playing with jason kokrak and taylor gooch and it was like it was a tweet that said Jason Kokrak and Taylor Gooch get to go with Sandy Lyle for his last run around Augusta national. And then someone quote, quote tweeted it and said, Sandy Lyle gets to go around with Jason Kokrak and Taylor Gooch for their last rounds around Augusta national. Yeah. I (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, those live guys, they're, they're definitely not going to be in the top 50 in the world rankings this time next year. So they got to win. They got a yeah, they, they got to win. They got a lot of pressure on them.
0: They they do. Uh what else do we got here? Um yeah, we kind of skimmed over the champions dinner. I just we talked about Scotty and he had a really good menu. Uh, I saw an Instagram post a few days ago that were like the last 10 champions dinners. Yeah. And like I just kind of looked at them like, you know, which ones of these would I want to eat? Which ones would I just kind of pass on? I really liked all you of them to have that post. I don't have the post pulled up. I found a, it's a golf week article that has the list of like all of them. Um, but just kind of scrolling through like Scotty's was good or is good. Hideki's looked really good. DJ's was pretty good. Tigers was obviously Tigers is pretty good. Um, Patrick Reed's look pretty good. Sergio's look pretty good. The only one I think I saw in there that looked absolute garbage that I wouldn't want to eat was Danny Willetts and Bubba's. Those are the two I would pass on well, Bubba is apparently like an extremely picky eater, and
1: so I mean, yeah apparently his his have his were kind of weird, and he said uh he was really looking forward to this year's because. There's like cheeseburgers and mac and cheese on, you know, parts of it. He's like, yeah. So this year I can actually eat the master's dinner instead of like eating beforehand and then just going. So, like, yeah, he said he would like, he's such a picky eater that he usually doesn't even eat what the dinner is.
0: I, I heard that he would like stop by Taco Bell on his way there and then eat like a bunch of Taco Bell burritos before the champions dinner. Unbelievable. But yeah, dude, the champions dinner just iconic we're gonna have to have the bogey train champions dinner and make each other dinner for the masters sometime Ooh, that sounds fun um,
1: yeah we we have to all uh golf at some point once a year all three of us play together and then yeah next year the next year the night before the winner hosts
0: that that could be great
1: uh, so yeah scotty interesting uh you know A few years younger me with a less, less developed palate might've looked at Hideki's and said, eh, no thanks. But now that I look at Hideki's, you know, maybe,
0: maybe the the sushi and sashimi for the appetizer,
1: delicious chicken chicken skewers, uh, miso, miso glazed black pod sounds actually awesome. That sounds so good. The 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 wagyu. Yeah. Wagyu, however you say that ribeye i mean
0: and the strawberry marinated shortcake like, i mean deckies, that's that's, that's fire. So fire that is fire dj what'd he have pigs in a blanket lobster and corn they, fritters filet mignon i mean can you go wrong or a miso or and a miso marinated sea bass like peach cobbler with vanilla ice cream you or can't miss that um patrick reed had a bone-in ribeye with some mac and cheese steamed broccoli corn creme brulee some prime Steak uh, and
1: Chicken Fajitas for Tiger. I mean, Tiger's good, always... but probably not one I would put on my favorites list. The Patrick Reed one, actually. You are right about that. Uh, um, prime Bone-In Cowboy Ribeye, Mac and Cheese, Creamed Spinach, Creme Brulee, Steamed
0: Broccoli. Sergio's A I would maybe miss as well. Uh, an International Salad Inspired by Ingredients Representing the Countries of Masters Champions. A Rose Caldoso de Bogavante. Which is a traditional Spanish lobster rice. And then Angela Garcia's Tres Leches cake for dessert. Uh, kind of one that you could probably miss me with. Um, Danny, or not Danny Lee's, Danny Willett's uh, cottage pies, Sunday roast, and then apple crumble and coffee and tea for the beverages. Like, nah. Okay, so there's a little little tidbit on Bubba. So his menu was
1: the same both times. Uh, Both times he won Caesar salad, chicken breast, green beans, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, corn, confetti cake, and vanilla ice cream. Uh, One time a junior golfer asked Adam Scott, Adam, what was the best Masters Champions dinner that wasn't your own? He said, hard to say. I'm looking forward to Hideki's coming up. So this was back in, uh, this was Mm. last year. I can tell you the worst. Bubba Watson. Pretty sure I ordered off the menu that night. Hashtag mac and cheese.
0: Like, yeah, just. But that's funny. I there There's just so many champions dinners I'd love to be a part of.
1: Sir Nick Faldo tweeted at Bubba Watson in 2013. He said, at Bubba Watson, you had a year to decide on grilled chicken, mashed potatoes, corn, and mac and cheese? Hashtag happy meal.
0: Oh, man. Oh.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder how the champions dinner went.
0: Should we have yeah, some trivia? Can't wait for news on that. Let's do our trivia. I can't believe Noah isn't here yet. I can't either. All He's actually right. probably secretly in the waiting room, and you just haven't seen him. He's not. He is <laughs> not. All right. All so right. is yours
1: the first question? Um, who hit the shot herd around the world? Yep. Okay. Do you know the answer to that one? Nope. <laughs> it I is <laughs> I would guess it, I'm bubba. going I'm going with C Gene Sarazen, and I, I know that's the right answer. That was I think it was in like the thirties. He made, I think he made an albatross on fifteen.
0: That's so. that would be a shot herd around the world.
1: Yep. Who played in the most masters before finally winning? Phil Mickelson, well, Marco Mira,
0: or Sergio Garcia? Phil won really early. Well, I mean he won in 2004. Which that's that's only like gonna be what he seven was, or eight masters? Well, Sergio he was 34. By far played more than that. Phil was thirty-four when he won his first major. Yeah, so it took him a while. Sergio by far played more than that. Sergio's been I'm playing gu- masters I'm, since like 2002. i I'm guessing
1: I'm guessing it has to be Sergio. That's, that's my guess of Sergio as well. Okay, should I go see if that's correct? Um, or, I will. Or no, no, no. We can just we can just
0: at the end. It is it is Sergio. Okay, I just didn't want you to see other answers. Yeah, I am, I have such short term memory that I forgot. Okay,
1: uh, there has only been one Masters champion with a seventy two hole score over par in the last fifty years. Who was it? Zach Johnson, Craig Stadler, or Charles Cootie?
0: I'm know this. I'm one. sure I remember this Masters. It was Zach Johnson. It was Zach Johnson. I mean, there's I mean, no other way that Zach Johnson would win a Masters unless it was over par.
1: Laid up on <laughs> every par five. And I think the winning score was plus two. What year was that? Oh, 07. I watched that entire final round at one point on YouTube. Who is the only player to post all four rounds in the 60s at the Masters? Lee Westwood, Cameron
0: Smith, or Tom Watson. I know this one as well. Uh, I'm gonna guess they threw Lee Westwood in there, so I'm gonna guess Lee Westwood. It's actually Cam
1: Smith. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Cam Smith. He did, and he didn't even win. It was 2020 when when Dustin Johnson won. I think Cam was in the 60s all four that's, rounds. That's tough. Okay, number five. Which U.S. president are you verifying these answers to make sure I'm right? No, okay. Which U.S. president running for reelection wanted a tree removed from Augusta National and was denied? We, I mentioned Donald this tree Trump, earlier,
0: Dwight Eisenhower or Gerald Ford. That's got to be I, Eisenhower, right? I, I briefly mentioned this tree earlier. It's the Eisenhower tree on 17, which when it was there, it was a pretty cool hole. Now that it's gone, it kind of sucks. Yeah, uh, so I, but Street it is, is Eisenhower. It is gone.
1: Number six. Who was the last player to win the Masters on their first attempt? Fuzzy Zeller, Trevor Immelman, or Larry Mize? I know this one as well. Is it fuzzy? It is fuzzy. Yep. Who was the only player to lose in a playoff twice at the Masters? Ed Sneed, Ben Hogan, or Ken Venturi? I don't know this one.
0: I, my guess is Ken Venturi.
1: Same. That's my guess, too. Should I go check? No. Okay, I won't. Uh, number eight, who won the first Masters? Craig Wood, Gene Sarazen, or Horton Smith? I think I know this one because I looked it up earlier. I'm... It's, it's either Craig Wood or Horton Smith. I think it's Horton Smith. That
0: I'm 99% sure
1: that is the correct answer. Number nine. Name the player who finished runner up at the Masters to Jack Nicholas and to Tiger Woods. Okay, so so there's Somebody one person who has t- finished runner up to both of them. Tom Lehman, Tom Kite, or Jay Haas. Uh, it's got to be Tom Lehman, doesn't it?
0: It's it's either Lehman or Kite. I don't think it's Jay Haas. I am only uh, I'm only thinking Tom uh, Lehman because in my head I have. Uh, Ivor Robson saying, uh, now on the tee, Tom Lehman. And so I know that that like, one, somewhat into the 2000s. So, man, like could have contended in 97 or whatever year Tiger won. I think it was, yeah, but Jack Nicklaus So it had to have been someone who was also contending in
1: 1986. Yeah, that could have been Tom Lehman. He was on the back end of his career. I'm going, then. I'm going with Tom Kite. Are you going with Lehman? I'm going with Lehman okay name the player who had the highest score in the first round of any masters champion okay so the person who went on to win who had the highest first round score craig stadler doug ford or charles Schwartzel. give me charles Schwartzel. uh how confident are you in that answer not very yeah i'm gonna go with craig stadler i just see charles Schwartzel, and i pick charles schwarzel Who holds the master's record for largest final round comeback? I think I know this one. I don't have a single clue. I'm going with C. Sir Faldo. I think six shots. I know he came back from six shots. I don't know
0: if that's the largest comeback. That's six shots has to be the largest final round comeback. There could be bigger. That's that's a pretty large comeback.
1: Who was the first player to shoot a 63 at the Masters? Greg Norman, Anthony Kim, or Nick Price? Isn't this the legend AK? No. It's Greg Norman or Nick Price. I know both of them have 63s. I don't know which one was first.
0: AK didn't. Uh, Oh, because obviously they both have 63s. uh, So it could be AK. I don't
1: know which one was first between the two of them.
0: I'd say Gregory. I'm
1: going to go with Norman as well. Who holds the 72-hole scoring record at the
0: Masters? Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, or Dustin Johnson? You didn't even have to read the options off on that one. We could have guessed that one without him. It's Dustin Johnson. Yes. 2020. Just making sure. Tiger
1: Woods set the record, and then Jordan Spieth tied it in 2015. And then DJ took it over in 2020. Number f- Question 14, what did the three Masters victories by Nick Faldo all have in common? He he trailed by at least three going into the final round. He never spoke to anyone. He thanked the British press from the heart of his
0: bottom. Excuse me? Uh, I'm just going to say A and not look at either of the two other options. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's A.
1: I don't know if that's a weird question. Name the first left-handed winner of the Masters. Phil Mickelson, Mike Weir, or Bubba Watson? Mike Weir, isn't
0: it? Mike no. Weir. Is it? That was before. That was 2? That was 03. Oh, 3
1: Who had the lowest final round to win the Masters? Charles Schwartzel, Mark O'Meara, or Gary Player? I don't know this one. I feel uh, like Schwar-
0: Schwartzel shot like 65 or 66. I'm going to go with Gary Player. I'm going to go with Schwartzel. Know. Because I feel like Schwartz will shot 65 or 66. Maybe it's Omira though.
1: Mm, I'm going to go with Omira. Final answer. Okay, Who I'm still taking has Charles. finished runner-up at the Masters the most times without ever winning? Greg Norman, Tom Weisskopf, or Chris DeMarco?
0: I'm going to go with Weisskopf. I was thinking, I was thinking Greg Norman. I feel like he always was there. It's not a bad guess.
1: Who is the only British Open champion to have never posted around under par at the Masters? John Daly, Todd Hamilton, or Bobby Jones?
0: Um, I have to go with Todd Hamilton. I got a question. Who the heck is Todd Hamilton?
1: That's why I'm going with Todd Hamilton.
0: But here's my thought. Didn't Bobby Jones create the Masters? Yes. Did he ever play in his own creation?
1: Yes, he did. I actually uh, just looked into this like a few days ago. So... I do know that Bobby Jones never played well at the Masters.
0: Then you convince me. I'm going with Bobby Jones.
1: He never played well at the Masters, but I think it was that he just never broke seventy. I think he did break par at some point,
0: but I, I kind of want to go with Bobby Jones because I you know convinced he never me. Played to, well, you convinced me to go with Bobby Jones. I'm still going
1: to go with Todd Hamilton okay so dang it it only says what the answers are it doesn't say the names okay so So i'll go to the
0: questions i'll go to the questions so number one was who hit the what become known as the shot heard around the world we said it was james arison yeah two who played the most masters before finally winning it was phil marco mira or sergio we said sergio sergio yep that's correct yeah. Uh number three, there's only one master champion, with 70s two hole score over par. Zach Johnson, Craig Stadler, Charles Cootie. It's A.K. Okay, Zach. Johnson. Zach Johnson. Yep. The only player to post all four rounds in the 60s. Lee Westwood, Cam Smith, Tom Watson.
1: Cam Smith. Did you yeah. say Lee
0: What you guessed Lee Westwood? I said Lee Westwood. You? Yeah. Uh five, the US president running for re-election. It was Trump, Eisenhower, Ford
1: eisenhower for sure b
0: uh the last player to win the masters on their first attempt fuzzy zeller immelman larry mize we said fuzzy a. right yep. yep a the only player to lose in a playoff twice ed sneed ben hogan ken venturi
1: which question are we on seven okay the correct answer is b ben hogan ben hogan i did that yeah we both we both did then Hogan, tough. I did not know that.
0: I didn't know he lost two playoffs. Uh who won the first Masters? Number eight. What was the letter? c, c? c. Yep. Horton Smith. Yep. That's what we got. Guessed. That one right. Uh number nine, name the player who finished runner up at the Masters to Jack Nicholas and to Tiger Woods. The answer was B. Tom Kite. Tom Kite. Tom Kite. I got that one right uh 10 named the player with the highest score in the first round of any masters champion it was craig stadler doug ford charles schwartzel a craig oh, stadler craig i got Sadler. another one i got another one let's go should be keeping track but we're not uh, 11 who holds the masters record for final largest final round comeback it is b the jack burke
1: jr jackie burke okay who who did you guess
0: i guess did you guess a? sir nick with you okay because you said six shots. Yeah. Uh first player shoots 63 at the Masters.
1: We both went with Greggy boy. What is actually C
0: Nick Price. Nick Price. It was Nick Price. Dang it. 72 hole scoring record Dustin Johnson C. Yep. Um 14 what did the three Masters victories by Nick Faldo have in common? A, yeah, the other answers were nonsense. Drilled by three. First lefty to win the Masters?
1: Mike Weir, B. B.
0: 16, who had the lowest final round to win the Masters? What
1: were the options again?
0: Charles Schwartzel was A, Marco Mira was B, and Gary Player was C. Okay, and who'd you pick, Charles? I picked Charles.
1: Okay, the correct answer is C, so... That was my my original gut
0: feeling, and I went away from it. So Uh, neither of us got 16. well, we're terrible at this. 17, who has finished runner-up with the Masters the most times without ever winning? What were the... Uh, It was A, Greg Norman beat Tom Tom Weisskopf or C, Chris DiMarco. It is B, Weisskopf. Ah, you got me again. Uh, and then eighteen. Who is the only British Open champion who never posted a round under par at the Masters? A. John Daly. B. Todd Hamilton. C. Bobby Jones.
1: It is Bobby Jones. It C, is. It. You talk. It's me like into I. It's Jones. like I
0: knew too much about. <laughs> like I. I
1: psyched myself out of it. You talked me into Bobby. Yeah, Jones. Yeah, that's an interesting fact is that Bobby Jones never played well at Augusta. So okay, here's in the in the Masters at least.
0: Here's a little trivia. We're gonna do a little. I'm gonna give you a trivia here. Um okay. we're going to see do you know the names of all the golf holes at the Masters oh gosh i could so maybe
1: for our name like the names but as far as each hole i don't know
0: if i could pair it with the hole but for our try our non golf hardos um each hole at the masters the course was built on a plant nursery so, each hole is named after a tree or a bush or some sort of plant or flower uh, that was that was on it like at that plant nursery um and so they they've become associated with it, so they each have names uh like azalea or uh white dogwood or something like that. Hey, don't give it away. I didn't say which holes they were I just okay two holes um so. It's kind of a, a fun thing just to see how much you know because you hear a lot about some of them, you don't hear a lot about some others. So I'm gonna quiz Nick. Okay. And see how how many he knows. Do, do you do you know them? Do you know all of them? Uh, kind of. I know like probably ten or eleven of them.
1: Okay, that's kind of the range where I think I'm gonna be. But let's see. Okay, what the over under? Um, I think I'm gonna go I eight and a half. I,
0: I think I can get 11. You think you can get 11? I'm going to go, I'm going to go, since you said 11, you're confident. I'm going to go nine and a half for the over under. Okay. All right. So, so do you want to go one. in order or do you want to yep. just pick? Okay. Let's go in order. Okay.
1: Number one. Number one is tea olive. That is correct. So you got one. Number, number two is white dogwood. Is that your final answer. Well, that makes me think it's wrong, but that's what I said.
0: So yeah, it is not white dogwood. Is it pink dogwood? It is pink dogwood. Dang it. So still at one.
1: Three. We're going to have to come back
0: to three. Okay, we're going to skip three.
1: Is four flowering crabapple? Four is flowering crabapple. Okay. Um, I can't think of five right now. Six is nandina. Six is not nandina. Dang it. Um... Juniper, six is juniper. Yes. Okay. Uh seven is. Do we count that, or does that not count? I think I. I think that counts.
0: Okay, that counts. Um,
1: so we're at three. Seven is pampas, right? Yep. Eight is yellow jasmine. Yep. Um. Okay, nine. I can't. I
0: can't think of nine right now. Nine's one that I probably wouldn't get ever. I didn't even know that this was the name of a hole. 10 is
1: Camellia. Yep. 11 is White Dogwood, right? Yep. 12 is Golden Bell. Yep. 13 is Azalea.
0: Yep. There's nine.
1: Uh, 14.
0: Um,. See, that's how terrible this hole is. 14.
1: I can't think of 14 right now. 15 is Firethorn. Yep. 16 is... Oh, gosh. Can I seriously not think of 16?
0: That appears that way.
1: Uh, Okay. We're going to have to skip 16, as terrible as that is. Is 17 Nandina? 17 is Nandina. 17 is Nandina. 18 is Holly.
0: Yep.
1: So we got to go okay. back to
0: three, five, and sixteen, and nine, and nine, and fourteen, three, five, nine, yeah. fourteen. Yeah, 16. fourteen. Okay, is
1: well, I got. Oh, wait, how many am I at? Twelve.
0: I, oh, really? Okay, I think so. Yeah. So I actually I got t- twelve I of them. Took my fingers down, so I lost count.
1: Okay, well, that's more than eleven. Is one of them flowering peach? Yes. I just don't know which one uh, I'm going to go
0: with 14 is flowering peach. Three is flowering peach. Dang it. So it was flowering peach and then flowering crab apple right after. Um, um, five. If you're a, if you I feel like played, it's just one word. But. If you've ever played the game, never have I ever, there's a rule that typically says five is drive. So if no, you drive I don't, I don't. at Augusta, what do you drive down? Oh, Magnolia.
1: It is Magnolia. Okay, I'm, I should have gotten that one. Uh,
0: uh, nine. I feel like nine is 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 nine like cherry something. It is Carolina cherry. Oh, okay, yep. very close, very yep. close. Uh, um, ten. Ten. Did ten. you get you did yep. camellia? Yeah. Okay, yep. eleven. You got twelve. You got thirteen. You got fourteen.
1: Uh, i can't i can't think of 14 you're just gonna have to tell me and then i'll feel stupid 14 is chinese fur okay i wouldn't have come up with that i wouldn't have come up with that and then Uh, i feel terrible that i can't get 16 um
0: no i can't that's terrible but well, when you go under par, you get into blank figures. Red.
1: Okay, that that doesn't do it. That didn't help me. Red, red oh. bud, red bud. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not as obvious as I thought when I heard it. So. Yeah. I thought that's, I did pretty
0: good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Twelve out of. Twelve out of uh, eighteen. That's two thirds of the holes. Okay. So.
1: So I'll do the I'll do the same thing with you now, except it's just the Masters winners starting in the year two thousand. All right. And you can't look backwards or we'll go uh us? we'll just go we'll go backwards. So twenty twenty two.
0: I'm toast. Oh, okay. Twenty twenty two is uh I almost said Hideki. Uh Scotty. Okay. Twenty one. Hideki. Okay, so first of all, how
1: many do you think you can get? So that's a total of I think that I can that's get a total all of them. that's a total of
0: 23 masters from now back until 2000. Yeah. I think I can get probably all but one of them. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think two, I could probably go back to when I was born and get like two or three wrong. 2020's 2020 DJ. Okay. 19 tiger. 18. Now I'm going to mess myself up. I shouldn't have even said that I was going to get only one wrong. Cause this is going to be the yeah. one that I get wrong. Oh, no, I just looked at champions dinners. It's Patrick Reed. Okay. 17. Uh, 17 before Patrick Reed was Sergio. 16. Danny Willett. 15. DJ. Or no, not DJ. Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed. Okay. 14. Not, not DJ. Uh, 14. Bubba. Okay. 13. Adam Scott. 12. Bubba. 11. This is where I get into the zone. Uh, 11. Charles Schwartzel. Yes. 10. Again, this is where I get into the zone. This is the tough years for me. Um, 10. Right before Charles Schwartz. I know on hell. Didn't he win it twice? Or did he not win it twice? 10, 10, 10.
1: Speaking of on hell, he's not at the champions dinner tonight. I wonder
0: why. (laughs) um man this i i spoke too highly of myself uh 10 i'll just go on hill i know it's not right but
1: no nope. no nope. do you want to know
0: oh i wanted it's it's really gonna make me mad is it phil yes it's phil i was thinking of a white guy i don't know if that counts as a right answer it does you got the double guess okay. on all right all right okay. so nine Two thousand nine okay now I'm screwed uh nine is nine is Trevor Immelman no Shit. nine is on hill eight yes. is trevor Trevor Immelman seven yes. is Zach Johnson yes six six is This is where I'm going to bank on Trevor or on winning it twice. I'm going to say on hell again.
1: Nope. He did not win it
0: twice. <laughs> well, now I'm screwed. So 2006. It's I, I'm not even going to guess it, Like it's going to be some idiot. Well, you're not wrong. Some no name idiot who okay, shows up to you're... the champ. Who shows up to the champions dinner? Do you just want to know who it was give me uh give me initials okay i can't I can't do that okay, give me give me first initial of last name m but I think that just made it worse m was it Phil again? Phil in 2006? Yep. I'm a dumbass. It's Phil. I'm a dumbass. Five. Tiger. Four. Phil. Three. Some other no name. Come back to three. Really? Yeah. Come on. You know this one. We I talked don't. about it earlier. No, we did not. Yes, we did. Oh, no. It's Mike Weir. I thought Mike Weir yes. was two. I thought yes. Mike Weir was two. 2002 uh tiger slam tiger
1: it is tiger it wasn't part of the tiger slam it is it in was my Tiger. Heart. 2001 it's a white guy isn't
0: it american or international
1: are we just assuming are you, are you counting it wrong
0: <laughs> yeah american or international american tiger woods
1: Yes. That was the Tigers' slam year. <laughs> uh, and then 2000. Not
0: Tiger Woods. He didn't win three straight. You're right 2000, about 2000. Oh, I was three years old, dude. Uh, it's not Phil. You weren't even three yet. You were probably two. I would have been two. You're right. I just turned two. She yeah, I just to. turned two in December. Um, American or international? International, yeah, that's great. That's just what I wanted to hear. Because now I'm going to say Ernie Els. He never won the Masters, he did in my heart.
1: I think it was VJ in 2000. Ah, VJ, you're right. Um. Yes. Okay. 1999. Could you do 99? Yeah, because I just looked at it. Oh. Um. Gosh, I can't. Oh, Jose Mur- I would not have known that. 98? Did you
0: look that one up? Yeah, but I have the whole list in front of me now. Oh, okay. I would not that have was, I would yeah. have gotten I would have gotten Tiger 97 and I would have been done. So Jack 86, because we mentioned it. Okay, who
1: 96 was Faldo? Yep. I'm gonna Okay, who was 95? 95 was it Crenshaw? Yep. 94.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know this one. Uh, Two, two-time champion. Two-time champion, huh?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Ninety-four Bernhard.
0: Uh, it's Ola Thobel. Oh wow! Okay, it's his first win.
1: Ninety-three. I don't have. I don't. I don't have an idea.
0: Ninety-three is Bernhard. Oh seriously? Yep. Did he win twice? Yep.
1: <laughs> okay, 92 was Freddie. Yep.
0: 91. I don't know. What if I told you that his country's flag has a dragon on it? Does that help you at all? Someone from Wales? Yes.
1: Was it like Ian Woosnam? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, 90. Where are we at? 90? Ninety. Was this Lyle? Nope. Nineteen ninety Masters. Uh,
0: I don't know. He won three of them. He won three of them. Watson?
1: Nope. Uh. Oh, Faldo. Yep. 89, Faldo. Yep. 88. I know it wasn't Norman. Uh, I'll say... Lyle. Lyle. Yep.
0: 87. 87. Do you have a hint for this one? Uh, He's in the field this week. (laughs) Okay.
1: If that helps you. I don't think it's Bernhard. I think he was 85, but... You're correct about that. Okay, Bernhard was 85. Jack was 86. Yeah. I
0: don't know who was 87. Larry Mize. Okay, yeah. I don't think I would have come up with that. So you got Jack at 86, is Bernhard that, at 85. Is, that the, is,
1: is Bernhard the farthest back you go that is the guy's in the field this week?
0: Uh, Ben Crenshaw's not in the field, is he? No. Uh, Seve's not in the field. Oh, my goodness. Craig Stadler's not in the field. Tom Watson's not in the field.
1: That's Seve amazing again. that Craig Stadler won a U.S. or a, a Masters.
0: A Masters. Fuzzy, Fuzzy Zeller. Uh, Gary yeah. Player, Watson. Yeah.
1: That actually was a pretty good hit. They said this guy's in the field this week. Larry Mize is still out there kicking it, isn't he?
0: He is. Ben Hogan's not in the field. Um, Gordon Smith, first master champion. We go all the way back. He's in the field this week? Yeah. He's probably Here's in. Here's one for you. Who won in 1944?
1: 1944. They probably didn't have it because of World War II.
0: That's correct. Good job.
1: Okay. How many did, did Hogan win the Masters? He had ben them, Hogan.
0: Right? Yeah, he did. He uh, uh maybe not. Where is he? Oh yeah, he did. He won two of them. 51 and 53. Hogan.
1: He was you know, Arnie split. won he four kind of,
0: times. He uh Ben Hogan got to kind of play the um like the Bubba Watson Adam Scott game where Bubba put the jacket on Adam and then Adam put it back on Bubba. Oh, yeah. So in 1951, Hogan won. In 1952, he put the jacket on Sam Sneed, if that was a thing back then. Uh, in 53, Sam Sneed put it back on Ben Hogan. And then in 54, Ben Hogan put it back on Sam Sneed. Wow. That's sick. And Sam Sneed also put the jacket on Jimmy DeMerit who put the be- jacket on Ben Hogan for his first win. So it's... Was- Sam Snead had involvement in all of Ben Hogan's Masters green jacket That's ceremonies funny. in some way, shape, or form. All right. Well, anything else? Um, I don't think so. It's the Masters. Make sure you tune in.
1: So now that we did all that history on uh, the Masters, we gotta we gotta leave it off by saying who is. Our one pick for who's going to be wearing the green jacket Sunday evening. I got a question.
0: Say? I think I know the answer to this question, but I just want it to be verified. If Scotty Scheffler repeats, he obviously doesn't put the jacket on himself. Who puts it on him, Fred Ridley? I actually don't know. I guess who put the jacket on Tiger in 2002? That's what I was just going to look up. It's got to be the chairman. Let's see. Let's see if I can find this. Who this is great podcasting. Who puts the jacket okay Okay,
1: so this is the this is the jacket presentation in butler cabin from 2002
0: and the only player in there is tiger this does say in case of a repeat winner the master's chairman presents the jacket to the winner so that would be fred ridley
1: yes this year yep Mm.
0: i was, was doing some research so we talked about the zach johnson over par one he did shoot one over uh, and there were some names in there of guys that I kind of just forgot about. Um, and one of those guys, I remember going to the 2009 PGA Championship at Hazeltine and following this guy around for a couple holes, Jeev Milka Singh. Why were you following Jeev Milka Singh? Because he was going off one right when we got there. So we walked with him, walked with him for one and two. And then made our way over to seven, uh, and then watched Tiger come up seven and watch seven, eight, nine with Tiger. Then went to I'm trying to think of
1: hole seven because I'm I'm thinking of the Ryder Cup routing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so hole seven, I can't even think of what I, what that was. It's a par four. It's got no, that it's water front left of the green, or maybe it's a par five. No, it's a par five. Yep. Yeah. It's par five. Long it's par got that water with, front, with front with left. Pond short left. Yep. yep. And yep. then okay. eight's the par three with the water right. Yep. So, yeah, we watched that. I'm to go back we, and
1: play that course again sometime. I, that's we, where the. Uh, I think that's where the
0: amateur is next year. Next year. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then we trekked over to 16 and got the pleasure of seeing a young, curly-headed, Jumeirah-sponsored Rory McIlroy. Classic playing some golf.
1: All right, are you are you filibustering or who's your who's your pick? Oh, I forgot we were doing that.
0: Uh, my pick. Um, this is it. This is this is your one guy. My one guy. I don't have him in my lineup, but I'm going to pick him. I'm going to go with the history. He's a past champion. I'm going to go with Jordan Speed. Jordan Spieth. I'm going
1: to go with Jordan I would Spieth. love to see that. I would love to see that. As much as I All would right. love to say Tiger, it's
0: not Tiger's year. It's
1: going to be too cold. It's, there's a lot of reasons it's not Tiger's year. But One of uh, them
0: being it's too cold and he's not going to survive Saturday, let alone Sunday. So
1: One of them also being that he has one leg that works. Um, Uh, He
0: had one leg that worked last year and it worked worse than it does this year. And he still made the cut at the masters.
1: No, I'm saying he'll probably make the cut. I don't think he'll be in the mix on Sunday Bold prediction. Tiger woods, first round leader. That's that is bold. That really is bold. 500 units. If he was the first tee timeout and birdied hole two to be one under through two,
0: then no, like at the end of the first round, that's extremely bold. I want to know what the betting odds are on that. The internet would break, I think. Uh um, his round one leader odds are plus forty five hundred. There you go. That'd be First throw five hundred units on that. Five hundred Euros. All right, you ready for my pick? I'm ready. I think I well, you're forced into taking Keegan Bradley, are you not? No. Because no, you said he I'm was not. either going to win the players or the Masters. No, I said the players, the players or
1: the PGA. Oh, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Uh, I would never pick Keegan Bradley to win the Masters. No offense, Keegan. My pick, I think it's time. It's Rory. time. It's time. Yep, like, this I'd is like the week it happens.
0: I'd like to see it.
1: Rory McIlroy. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. but Fool me three times. I don't know. I've got a feeling. This is it's just Rory's time. It, if he gets off to a good start round one, I, a lot of the times when he starts the Masters, it's, there's all that buildup because this is the week he can complete the slam. Uh, he sort of has a slow start in round one and then plays really good the rest of the way, but he was just too far back. I think this is the year he gets off to a solid start and keeps it going I think Rory wins at – I
0: need another look at the forecast. 14. I was going to say, I need another look at the forecast. He is the betting odds favorite. Him and Scotty Scheffler are both plus 700. Yeah. Also, a little fun little tidbit after you find your forecast here. Um, Okay. Also,
1: just another factor into that, the course being – if if that rain does
0: come through soft, that d- generally suits that suits Rory. Rory. Yeah. So here's my little statistic. Um, it was according to Ron Cluse or Ron Close, a statistician, the last eleven winners of the Masters had gained at least eighteen strokes T to green in the four events prior to their win at Augusta. There are 14 players in the field this week that check that exact box. Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Jay Sunday, John Rahm, Tony Snaps His Ankle Finau, Max Homa, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Gary Woodland, and Justin Thomas. Can you say what the stat was again? I was reading the forecast. Uh, the I last the 11 names. winners of the Masters have gained at least 18 strokes T to green in the four events prior to their win at Augusta National. Wow, Gary Woodland? That's shocking, actually. Is That's... he going to win? He's probably no. one of the guys on the list I would say no. Gary Woodland... But... He's not going to win the Masters, but looking at that list, okay, I feel see. really good about my lineup having Scheffler and Jason Day and Jordan Spieth.
1: Winds will be oh, breezier Jordan. Thursday. Showers likely for Friday and Saturday. Trending on the breezier side, ten to fifteen gusts over twenty possible. So I think Sunday's looking pretty good.
0: So Sunday's I'll say a Rory. Cooler, but
1: I'm going to say Rory at twelve under. is uh what i'm looking at who what's your uh so speed speed at what score
0: speed 14
1: okay all right yeah let's go just making a prediction go. i don't know why making the prediction just got me super stoked i can't wait until we come back to these
0: on friday and see how we're doing yeah and jordan speed and Roy back really both missed the cut at like plus 11 yeah <laughs> yep And yeah, I ever figured out. I don't know if we announced that on the podcast or if that was before, but uh, we will be doing a recap podcast uh, halfway through the week. So after Friday's round, we're going to do a short little recording, just kind of recap the first two rounds, kind of less on our plate that we have to talk about on Sunday that way. And we still get to talk about the Masters. So those of you that love our content, you'll get a little bonus coverage this week you know it's very odd that noah
1: was asking if we could do a recap after each round yet he's not even here for this one so will he be here for the recap at for round two probably not it would and have it been his, his idea. idea and he probably would have showed up to none of them and uh so it'll be interesting to see if he shows up friday evening but i know i will i know james will so
0: if Noah doesn't show up, the only reason I wouldn't show up is because of church, but I think I can squeeze church and recording. So I'll probably be going earlier in the day. You're gonna miss the master's coverage to go to church earlier in the day?
1: Well, the CV, the later in the day coverage doesn't even start till earlier in the afternoon, so I'll probably go at about noon. I guess you're right. What time's tiger tea off on Friday? I don't
0: know. I haven't really looked at the tea times that closely. I just saw some of the groups but I think that is going to be the group of the, the first two rounds is going to be Vic tiger and X-Man. Uh, that, Oh, there's, there's some others. Record. There's some others that are, that are looking very that, good. Too. There's some other that look very good, but that group, I think is gonna be really sick. All right. Victor Hovland probably will be wearing all green. Probably. Who knows what that actually, I
1: might've seen the, the script recently i don't know is their green puma just devastated third straight year puma can't uh show off their the a, a, a ricky script
0: do they not have any other golfers that they could they got have gary a script for they got woodland oh yeah he's not really they need jonas Blix back in the mix that guy will wear anything
1: remember when he wore orange the day he played with ricky in the final round
0: yeah it was they, just they both were all orange <laughs> it was so hilarious if I remember correctly, Ricky was very pissed off about that. Was he? Actually, I don't, I don't think I mean, I he was he, happy.
1: I know he I know he played it off as like, huh, oh, that's funny, but I could see like that really bugging.
0: I, I I don't think he was happy about that. It's funny. Um, but I'll end the podcast with this. Uh in regards to Ricky being pissed off about that. It is better to be pissed off than to be pissed on. So there it is, folks. Stay on, see you on or off the bogey train. I just got stuck in a bogey train.